A long time ago, Syria was a great place to be. Children playing on the streets, citizens conversing with one another, and overall, Syria was a happy place to be in. But on the fateful day of March 11th, 2011, a horrible civil war broke out, forcing millions of civilians to be displaced from their cherished homes, changing everything. Some left the country, anticipating the better. Others stayed in the country, hoping for change. It has been seven years of absolute treachery. Today, from the multitudinous immigrants, we shall focus on three that have a notable story behind them. They are all very different, but in many ways they are alike. Meet Mohammed al-Jahmani of Syria, an owner of an eponymous interior design business in Aleppo until the war broke out. He specialized in home design, decorating living rooms and children's bedrooms. In 2012, him and his family were forced to flee to Jordan, a neighboring country, because the city that he resided in happened to be where most of the conflict occurred. From there, they immigrated to the U.S. Meet Mohammed Azzakur, a tailor from Homs who recently suffered from a stroke and is missing two fingers on his right hand. It is very difficult for him to land a job. And last but not least, Mi Ali Al Yassin, who died in denim and fabrics, who sought refuge in a neighboring country and is now in the US unemployed. First off, it is important to note that all of them came alone or with their family. Although some of them went to a neighboring country, they all ended up in the United States of America in one way or another. All their lives in the United States are very turbulent at the moment, as they are financially lacking. It is very difficult for them to manage their lives in the United States because they have to do many things at once. I'll take any job, said one of the immigrants. Despite being able to house themselves in the United States, life has been increasingly difficult for the immigrants because of the language barrier that is present between the immigrants and the rest of the population. There are a lot of risks that have to be taken. For example, according to the Huffington Post, the immigrants cannot ask for days off for doctor appointments, partially due to the fact that they can't risk losing their job, and they have to carefully plan when to take English classes, while at the same time be under the pressure of going to work. It must also be noted that obtaining a job is already a diminutive chance. However, food stamps has proven to be an effective source of income for most immigrants. In the end, because the war is still ongoing, there is no way the immigrants that I have mentioned before went back to their beloved Syria. They all are trying to subsist on what they have in the United States, United States now. They all, if anything, successfully escaped the violence. In the end, the fact that the immigrants were willing to take the risk to go to the United States despite all barriers, physical and mental, shows that immigration is not always a choice made by the immigrant. Rather, it is key for survival. Signing out, Muhammad Al-Jalani. I was taken to the torture room. They placed me in the Shabet position, hanging me from the ceiling from my wrists so that my toes were off the ground. Then they started beating me with cables all over my body. Ibrahim, the civil war in Syria has been raging for seven years and the country is being torn apart. This short quote was taken from a man who was captured and tortured for information at the start of the war via an Amnesty International article. I will now step in and give some background on the country that holds this great war. Syria, 
a relatively minute Middle Eastern country, is bordered by Iraq, Jordan, Lebanon, Israel, and Turkey. Its climate is arid and hot like their surrounding nations, with mostly hilly scrubland and desert. Syria is made up of 75% Sunni Muslims, with the other 25% being Alawis, Christian, and Druze. Since the Syrian civil war began in 2011, the economy has almost completely deteriorated. Many Syrians worked sewing and dyeing clothes or textiles, or made food and owned restaurants before the fighting broke out. The Syrian economy has declined by 70% in the course of seven years. The economy began to show signs of recovery. The exchange rate and inflation have stabilized in 2017, although it is still very much depressed. The current Syrian president is Bashar al-Assad, who is very much disliked by much of the Syrian population. Uh, the ongoing civil war is being fought by the president's army and allies, who are opposed by a large number of various forces. The civil war in Syria officially began on June 1, 2012, when President Bashar al-Assad vowed to end the anti-government uprising. Al Jazeera, a well-respected source for news about the Middle East, speaks about the origins of the Syrian civil war in an editorial about the conflict. As it turns out, the actual fighting and anti-government movement began in 2011 in the southern Syria, the city of Dira, after the arrest and torture of a few young teenagers who had been found painting revolutionary slogans on the school. People began to protest the treatment of civilians, especially the abduction and torture of the revolutionary boys, but violence broke out when security forces opened fire on the unarmed crowd of demonstrators. The war has also been influenced by a large amount of public unrest due to a drought that has plagued the country from 2007 to 2010. The drought has pushed almost 1.5 million people from the countrysides into cities, causing serious crowding and sparking feelings of uneasiness and anger between the citizens and the Syrian government for lack of action. Right now, Syria is struggling as a country, as it is being completely mangled by a civil war. The fighting is causing complete chaos while turning once vivacious cities into smoking rubble. The most pressing problem many people see with the civil war is that there aren't just two sides. There's a Syrian government and their allies, but there are also many different anti-government and revolutionary groups, which makes it almost impossible to see an end in sight, as there are so many people that want different things. I would say that the only strength Syria has right now is the determination and hard work of its people, as well as help from its allies. Since the war in Syria started, people have been evacuating the country and going anywhere they can to get away from the violence. Most refugees go to the surrounding countries, but once they begin to fill in and xenophobia begins to become an issue, they seek refuge in places further away, like the United States. The U.S. began accepting an abnormally large amount of Syrian refugees in 2015, and over 18,000 Syrian immigrants have come to the U.S. from 2011 to 2017. These statistics are sourced from migrationpolicy.org. The U.S. government has grudgingly accepted a limited amount of refugees, as have most of the population, but as always, racism has been a bit of a problem in certain areas. Michigan and California are the states receiving the most refugees. The biggest takeaway from the Syrian civil war and refugee crisis for me is that fleeing a country and trying to immigrate to a new home can be one of the hardest things a person can do. It made us realize that often immigration isn't a conscious choice. It's something done for survival. When I refused to sign the confession paper, the interrogator ordered the guard to torture me. The guard used the Basset Ari flying carpet technique. 
He placed my hands above my head and forced me to lift my legs in a perpendicular position. He then started beating me with cables on the soles of my feet. I couldn't bear the pain, so I signed the paper. This unimaginably evil act is just one of the many horrors that occurred in Syria during the Syrian Civil War. With five different armed groups all kidnapping and torturing innocent common people, the streets of Aleppo and other major cities in Syria are far from livable. They have been turned into war zones. Recently, an immense number of people have been displaced to other countries around the world due to the extreme living conditions in Syria today. These immigrants are coming from Syria because their homes are too dangerous to live in and they must go to live someplace else, at least until the civil war and the immigrant crisis situation has been solved permanently. In 2011, a civil uprising by the citizens of Syria took place to try to denounce the Syrian president Bashar al-Assad. In July of 2011, the government of Syria vowed to crush the civil uprising intent on bringing them down. A group of defected military personnel led multiple calculated attacks on the government of Syria in hopes of, remo of removing President Bashar al-Assad from power in April of 2012. These series of calculated attacks on the government has turned into the immense civil war that has affected so many innocent Syrian citizens today. According to SyrianRefugees.edu, more than 11 million people have been forced to flee their homes due to the constant attacks from the Syrian government in hopes of crushing the rebellion. The impact of this event may be that all these immigrants may never be able to return to Syria again because once they move to another country, such as the U.S., it is very difficult to save enough money to return to Syria while also earning enough to feed their families. Another news outlet reports that in Syria, there are five main armed militia, militia groups all committing acts of war and cruelty against each other. The five main groups that are causing all this chaos and mayhem in Syria for the past six years consist of the Nur al-Din Zinki movement, Ashmiya Front, Division 16, Jabhat al-Nusra, and Ararasham Islamic movement. According to Amnesty International, a news outlet famous for campaigning for human rights and equality, they are in control of what we can and cannot say. You either agree with the, their social rules and policies, or you disappear. In the past two years, I was threatened three times by Jabhat al-Nusra for criticizing their rule on Facebook. This happened to a 24-year-old media activist named Issa when he attempted to criticize Jabhat al-Nusra on Facebook. Ultimately, Syria has become a place that is impossible to live in safely. People are being tortured and killed for speaking out in any way against the many violent factions within this war-torn country. The world, including the United States, must welcome these immigrants and help them to assimilate into our country. They have been through enough already and need safety and asylum to heal from the horrific events they have experienced. Over 18,000 Syrian refugees have come to America since the war started seven years ago. These people have fled their homes due to the dangerous situation they were in, and now that they're in America, they can do amazing things. Sadly, they're held back from achieving these things because of the horrible treatment they get and tough living circumstances in the U.S. Immigrants from Syria enrich the world by contributing to the economy by getting jobs and becoming very successful in business. Ali Alassin, a Syrian refugee who dyed denim and other fabrics while living in Damascus, Syria, sought refuge in Jordan and is now living in New Jersey and has been since July 2016. He lives off welfare. Although he is trying to go back to his old form of work, Aliasin wants to find a textile job here in America, 
but fears of not being able to bring in a salary large enough to support him. If he could go back to working textiles, he could do a lot. He would be producing clothes for many people, and he could even put some of his culture into the clothes he makes. Another refugee who is now living in America is Mohammed Al-Jahamani. He is a former interior designer, a designer who had his own business in Aleppo, but is now unemployed in America. He is trying to go back to interior design and dreams of being financially stable. He is currently working on his education and planning to get his associate's degree. He relies on welfare until he can get a secure job. But he is currently creating a website, business cards, and a portfolio to get back into interior design here, while, all while at the same time going to school. Mohammed Ali Zakur was a tailor when living in Homs, Syria. Although he now works odd jobs, is mostly he's mostly just in school learning English. He spends hours every day in class finding that there's no easy way to manage school and work. Eventually going back to tailoring and working on clothes is ideal, but he can't make a substantial salary with that and has to work other minimum wage jobs, like working as a janitor. Despite that, he's hopeful to work as a tailor, saying that one of the first things he bought in America was a sewing machine. Finding work is even harder for him than most people due to the fact that he recently had a stroke, though only in his 30s, and he is also missing two fingers on his right hand. All information about these refugees is from a Huffington Post article in which shared the stories and hardships of Syrian refugees. Life in the United States has proven to be very difficult, but with the right support, they have a ton to offer. Other refugees and immigrants from Syria have been able to achieve their goals and dreams to create successful businesses, get degrees in college, and even have enough money to support themselves and their families. Refugees and immigrants who come to America bring their culture and they bring their religion and foods and they bring their customs. With Syria having a 75% Muslim population, most of the refugees that come to America are Muslim, introducing the religion to our culture even more. There's currently over 3 million Muslims living in America and that number just keeps growing rapidly. The things they bring with them make America a better place with more culture and hopefully one day American can, America can become a more culturally accepting place. All of these refugees didn't choose to pack up their entire lives and leave their homes, but they had to due to the danger in their country. And now they are safer but struggling, struggling to live, struggling to even put food on the table for themselves and their families. As these stories tell us, Syria is a war zone and far too dangerous for people to live in safely. And citizens are fleeing for better and safer lives. These people have so much potential. If we have a country, as a country, accept and help the refugees, they can make a life for their own here and be happy and healthy. They can have jobs and not have to rely on welfare for income. America and many other countries are a safe place for refugees, and we should welcome them into the country by helping them be as successful as possible here as they would be back in Syria, or potentially even more successful. The crisis has not only felt deep in our hearts, but also helps us understand that we should not be so harsh in our judgment of refugees. They came here as a last resort, to stay alive, and we should accept and nurture them rather than making their already impossible lives harder.